0: Hey friends, thank you so much for being part of this community. I want to share a fantastic opportunity with you and it's all for free. My friend... Shannon April is a petite stylist who is on fire. She's out in California and she put together this beautiful summit and it's called Bye Bye Frumpsville 2022. And it's geared toward being fit and fabulous. And I am there as one of the experts. It's filled with 25 leading women, either experts or influencers in their field. And what it is is 14 days filled with cutting edge, motivating strategy, inside access to just helping you step out and into your style and improve your health. I want you to be the first to sign up. It's going to start April 25th. So I have the link in the show notes. Go and click on it now. It's all for free. Videos and interviews will be delivered to your inboxes along with freebies like PDF downloads, checklists, e-courses, all the goodies. And all you have to do is sign up. So go find the link in the show notes and don't wait. You don't wanna miss this. It starts April 25th. And if you're thinking, I don't have the time or I'm going to need a little bit more time to get all this great information. There is VIP access and you can find it there too on the link. So please go click on it. You won't regret it. I don't want you to miss it. Just living a fabulous 2022 and who doesn't want to do that? So go now and sign up for the free summit. I can't wait to see you there. Hi, friends! Welcome to the Fit Christian Woman podcast, where we make health and fitness fun, inspirational, and transformative from the inside out. I'm your host, Kelsey Bryant. I'm a wife, mom, daughter of the king, and a clinical exercise physiologist. I'm here to help you finally find a fitness plan that works for you and glorifies Jesus. So fill up your water jug, put on your yoga pants. It's time to get fit. Hey friends, welcome in. I am so excited. This is going to be an episode full of scripture and that just delights me. I think that it just flows so nicely with the last few episodes and if you haven't checked those out, especially the one with my guest Tammy Stewart... Please take time to go and listen. That one is episode 16. Tammy is a good friend of mine, and she's a licensed social worker, and she breaks down examining our thoughts and our behaviors, and it is so good. And I bring this up because today we will talk about who we are in Christ, and Tammy teaches us how our thoughts can become our belief systems. So if we're not 100% sure who we are, then we can easily believe what others say about us, or we can find our worth and our identity in areas of life like mom or our careers, or even worse, we can really let our feelings kind of declare who we are. So it's so important to get rooted in truth because when we're confident about our identity, we can really get clear on our actions our purpose, and our calling. And identity really was the catalyst for me and my relationship with Jesus and my freedom, in all of my freedom. Finding my identity in Christ freed me from warped body image issues, poor relationship with food, and comparison. So I just hope that this episode is really a blessing to you. Because what This identity gave me what identity in Christ gave me is sure footing and confidence and strength to continue. It emboldened me to do what I'm doing today. When I sit here and I I talk about Jesus with you and I share about your health journey, this is all because I am confident in my identity in Christ. And I want to remind you, as always, and especially if you're a new listener, that I am nothing special. Everything I can do, you can do it too. Depending on gifting God's given you, you can probably do different or greater things than I do. And I just kind of tell my story freely to encourage you and to walk alongside of you. And if it's okay, today I want to be vulnerable and share a part of my story with you, and especially surrounding identity, because just like I mentioned a minute ago, it truly was the catalyst in finding freedom and strengthening my dependency and my relationship with Jesus. The first part of Revelation twelve eleven says this, They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Meaning that we triumph over Satan when we share what Jesus has done in our lives. Because he is hope, and when we share what Jesus did, for us, others believe it's possible for them too so I want to encourage you always to be talking about Jesus and what he's doing in your life and sharing with others because it brings freedom to them it plants those seeds and it can help others to know him on a deeper and a richer level and I share this because we serve in an abundant and a limitless God, and He doesn't just want to give me good gifts, but He wants to give them to you too. So, let's get into it. My story really kind of started about four years ago, when my family was uprooted and we moved a thousand miles away from everything that I knew, moving or being somewhat distant from family was nothing new. I was about two hours away from my family, but now I'm many states away and from one end of the country to the other. And we moved for, my husband got a great job opportunity with the company that he has been with for a while and he's still with, and it was a beautiful opportunity. But with that came some loss, for me at least. I was no longer with my family being close by. I left all of my friends. I came knowing no one and I left a great job. A job that I truly loved and cherished and felt like I was making a difference in people's lives. So I loved my job and when we left it was of course exciting. I'm always looking for a new adventure but after a while and sitting with it I kind of started to get depressed. I was Meeting a few people here or there and trying to find some friends, some church family. Really still looking for a job. And that was really important to me. Even if it was a part-time or a full-time job, I didn't mind. I didn't care. I wanted to continue to do what I thought gave my life purpose. And I was really sad and reluctant to give that up. And I continued to search for a very long time to find a job. and. Going through that, and when I kept getting either no interest at all, or I would get these kind of strung along on these possible opportunities that never really turned into an interview or anything progressed from that, it was really depressing. I was sad, I was lonely, I was scared. I was living in the past because I was dreaming of our previous life and the job I had and the friends I had and how close family was, and I was really stuck. I thought that by getting a job, it would of course bring friends and socialization, which is true to some extent, and I also thought that it would stop me from being lonely. It would end me feeling depressed because I would have purpose again, And I was really putting a lot of emphasis and stock and worth on this job. And I think that's really easy to do on any title that we carry. So for me, it would have been my role, my career as a clinical exercise physiologist. But women can do this as their role, not only in business, but as mom, right? We can continue to constantly pour into our children and into our role as wife and mother. To find our fulfillment. So although mine might have looked different and I was trying to find my fulfillment in a career, we can easily do this as women in our role as mom or caretaker or wife or, you know, fill in the blank. We can easily get so wrapped up in what we do that we forget really who we are And that is when I really felt that God was trying to tell me. God keeping me from a job, not out of anything malicious, not because he wanted to watch me squirm, but God kept me from a job because he kept watching me on this hamster wheel of doing and doing more and trying to fulfill this role that I thought I needed to be good and to be worthy. So all the while, God was trying to call me to him and tell me, really, it's not about what you do, but it's about who you are. I take time to pause and ask myself, who am I? Well, I'm a mom, but that left me unfulfilled. I'm a wife, but there's not enough things to do in the day with that. And I'm an exercise physiologist, and I love that because I could help people stay healthy. And in some of the areas that I worked, I would help people diagnose their diseases, or possibly, you know, those testings would lead to surgery and life-saving events. But all of these things we can get lost in, these are all titles and roles that we play. So as I mentioned Those things left me unfulfilled or I never felt completely worthy or my cup wasn't full, right? We try to get better at these things and try to think that mastery of these things, of these roles that we play, will bring us fulfillment. We get better at our job. We get more schooling. We move up the ladder we get more involved in our kids and the PTO and the schooling, or if they're at home in the homeschooling and the teaching and the learning, and we do more and we do more and we do more. But where does that leave us? For me, it just left me exhausted and joyless and still longing for the same thing. But now I was just more tired and more short fused. Because I kept trying to achieve this fulfillment and this fullness and this wholeness on my own, and I knew who God was. I had been baptized a few years prior, and ultimately, I had you know become saved or been saved at seventeen, and never was really guided or shown what that meant. But I was baptized in 2016, and I knew who God was. I knew John 3 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. I knew those things and I knew how to let Jesus save me for eternity. But what about right now? I was sitting at this point and I wanted so many things for my life. I felt like I needed all these things to be important or to be worthy. And I just couldn't believe that. God wanted me for eternity, but what was he going to do right now? Like, did I just have to suffer and wait? That just didn't sit. That didn't make sense. I needed him right now. I was lost. I was depressed. I was lonely. I was... Everything that is far from Jesus, right? Because those are not the fruits of the Spirit. That's not Jesus. I did not have peace. I was still striving. I did not have joy. Even though I had a beautiful family and on the outside it looked perfect. Like I was joyless. I could go through the motions. I could have a good time. I could laugh or be happy here and there in spurts. But I honestly was joyless and depressed. And I took those feelings on as my identity too. So I knew that Jesus, I let him save me. I knew he loved me and had me for eternity. But what about right now? What about right in that spot? What about right at my rock bottom? Where was God? I knew God was not a distant God, right? Because just like John three sixteen said, he came to the earth to be with his people. And then he sends the Holy Spirit to live and guide us at every moment after we accept Jesus as our Savior. So what I really went looking for was a deeper meaning of what it meant to be in Christ, what it meant to be, quote-unquote, saved. In John 1, 12, Yet to all who did receive him, chose to believe his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of husband's will but born of God. So for all that receive Jesus and they believe in his name he gives them the right to become children of God. So a child of God. Okay? So that is now my identity. Those in Christ Jesus are children of God. It sounds great. So then I needed to know more. And for me Romans 8 is part of God's heart, right? It's titled in my Bible, Life Through the Spirit. And if you haven't really read it on your own, please go and read it for yourself. Romans 8. Take time and study in it. Get yourself out, you know, a study Bible or do some Google searches and go deep in it. Because it is so life-giving. So I'm going to read. I told you this. Episode will be full of scripture. I'm going to start at Romans 8:10. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to the mortal bodies. Because of his Spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brother and sister, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die, but if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. There it is again, in 15. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves, so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we We share in his suffering in order that we may also share in his glory. And understanding Romans 8 and really sitting with this scripture is what changed my life. If I understand that I am a spirit who raised Jesus from the dead, think about what power I have access to. What power you have access to. But it's only accessible? If we believe that that's true, if we believe that Jesus came and saved us, and then we are transformed. Our identity is new. I no longer sit here as just Kelsey. I am now a co-heir with Christ. I am a daughter of God. We're adopted into the sonship, right? Sonship means sons and daughters. Adoption. God becomes our dad, and he sees us as children of God. But I have to believe that in order to have power and access to the power that can raise Jesus from the dead. And that power, living in that power day to day is what has freed me from depression and loneliness and a warped self-image and the fleshly desires of cravings and temptations from food. Just like it says right here in Romans eight thirteen. for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. Another point is that in 2 Corinthians 7, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. In accepting this as my identity, as accepting Jesus as Savior, and then letting all the truths brush over me, the truths of the Bible, it didn't lead me into fear, and it didn't lead me into slavery. We submit to the Holy Spirit, and our actions might be changed, but in no way is that binding. That doesn't bind me. We always have access to free will, and we can choose to do it our way, we can choose to do it good, or we can choose to do it evil ways and away from God. But when we choose to do it God's way, a holy way, a good way, it's life-giving, and we're set free. We are not made slaves. And that's exactly what it says. The spirit you received, this is in Romans eight fifteen. the spirit you received does not make you a slave, so that you... Live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption into sonship. That spirit that you received does not come into your life to condemn you and make you feel bad about all the things that you've done. Instead, the blood of Jesus covers you, and now you are a co heir with Christ. So acting like that and taking that on as your true identity and claiming that first. I first have to be the co-heir with Christ before I can be a rock star mom. I first have to be set free and a co-heir with Christ before I can be a wife and a great you know lover to my husband. I first have to be my true identity, which is saved by God, which is righteous and holy because of him. It's nothing that I can do in my own. Remember, I'm not explaining to you what we do. I'm explaining to you it's who we are as saved Christians, as people that believe in Christ Jesus. It's who we are. It's not about what we do. And the Holy Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we're children of God. And if we're children, we're heirs and heirs of God, and co-heirs with Christ. And by understanding and claiming that this is my identity, I'm no longer searching for those titles to fulfill me. I'm no longer searching for doing more as mom, comparing myself to the neighbor and to the women on social media and what they're doing. I'm no longer sitting in that comparison. I'm set free. But I have to decide, if that's all That I ever am, if I am only saved and only a co heir and only in Christ, what if all the rest goes away? Is it still enough? And I'm adopted into this sonship and an heir to a throne, and I am a child of God. And darling, if you believe in Jesus and if you believe that Jesus is your Savior, you too have the right to be called a child of God. So I hope that this episode was eye-opening. That's all I can pray. And I thank you for letting me get vulnerable and share how lost I was before you've met me, before you've got to hear the sound of my voice, before I've got to share some of the great things that Christ has done and shown me the way in. There was a rock bottom. There was a very vulnerable time. So thank you for opening up your heart and letting me share mine. And I just want to highlight this episode for you. Point one is that finding my identity in Christ was really the catalyst to my freedom and my relationship with Jesus. Two, it's not about what you do, but who you are. Three, John 1, 12. Yet to all who did receive him, those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. Four, read Romans 8 and pray for God to deepen your understanding of your true identity as a son and daughter of God. And five, finding my true identity rules, no titles no longer defied me. I received confidence and freedom to be fully myself in Christ Jesus, and I pray that you find the truth too. Thanks so much for listening. I hope this episode has really blessed you, and if it has, please tell a friend and leave a review. I appreciate it so much, plus it helps to grow the reach of this podcast so more Christian women can find true health too.